0: Hey, friends, and welcome back to the show. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that I haven't talked about in quite some time. There's a handful of episodes that I like to refresh every now and again. I've had this podcast for going on four years. Wow, that seems so crazy to say, Um, but every so often I like to redo and re-talk about a specific topic because it's usually a question that comes up a lot and a lot of times there are episodes to go through before you get to this and I want to make sure that every so often I refresh some of these topics so that you have them at the top of your episode list. And so that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to be talking about if you want to get started as a virtual assistant, how to DIY it yourself, how to go the DIY route, how to figure it out, especially if You're like, I I can't afford the course yet, Aubrey, and I've been saving up for it, but I still want to get started. I want to get a jumpstart. This is how you can DIY your virtual assistant business. Let's dive on into the show. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. So in DIYing your virtual assistant business, there are some key things that you're going to need to do in order to get this off the ground. Now, of course, I offer tons of things that can help you fast track this, right? Um, DIY route is not for everybody. There are certain people who are like, nope, tell me exactly what to do. I wanna fast track, I want the shortcut, I want the exact roadmap. And that is where my courses and my products, my digital products can come into play. And you can pick and choose what you need from the CEO shop, of course, but if you are somebody who is like, I am ready to get my hands dirty, roll up my sleeves, dig in, I want to figure this out, then this is the episode for you. So the very first thing that you need, and this might seem a little counterintuitive or maybe like, hey, is that really what I need? But truly, before you even begin to start to DIY, like truly put the pieces together for your virtual assistant business, what I need you to do is I need you to go in with an open mindset and a willingness to power through even when things get tough. You also need to wear the problem solver hat. If you are DIYing this, there are going to be things that are going to come up that you are going to say, well, I don't know, I'm I'm not sure, I've never done this before, and what do I do? And you need to be willing to say, okay, If this is a problem, I need to find the answer and I need to find the solution. You need to have that mentality going into it. Something else that I would encourage you to do, and I I just heard this recently when I was scrolling through TikTok, is saying that before you start something, like before you are getting ready to do something, And I know I've said, I've said this too. And when I heard this, I was like, oh gosh, that's like, such a different way to think about it. And I, I really want to share this with my podcast listeners because it's different than what I have said in the beginning. I've always said, when you're starting something, you know, tell somebody that you're doing this, get a cheerleader, get somebody to hold you accountable. Like tell somebody that you're doing this, tell them what your goal is so that they can hold you accountable. And what this person was saying on TikTok was the complete opposite of what I say. And they were saying, actually, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody what you're doing because the second you start to tell people what you're doing, everybody else's opinions and fears and worries and doubts come into play. They start telling you, well, I think you should do it this way. And are you sure you wanna do that? And is this smart? I know that this has happened to me before. And so what they actually encourage you to do is to wait until you're in the middle of it to tell people because then you actually have proof. Um, Usually by that point, you're in the middle, you've seen some success, you've learned along the way, you have rebuttals to come back to their fears and their doubts, and you've built up some confidence in yourself that you are doing this you are actually doing the thing so take that with a grain of salt um again like it it might be helpful of course like to tell your spouse like hey i'm thinking about doing this um but sometimes there there might be a little golden nugget in there of like doing it anyways doing it scared doing it um and not letting other people's opinions and fears and doubts come into play that actually might just be the secret sauce so again before you even start your business like have this this open mindset this open mind about this this problem solver hat this willingness to put in the work and also an understanding of this is going to be hard it's not going to be easy for me to do this but i am willing to do the work necessary and what i always say too is that even if you embark on something and there's a chance that that you might not make it right there's a chance that you could fail there's a chance that it might not work out There are so many lessons learned along the way that it's truly not a failure, right? So just take that and let's let's have that kind of mindset going into the rest of these steps, knowing that, hey, if I'm DIYing this, like I'm rolling up my sleeves and putting in the work, I'm gonna be a problem solver. I'm gonna keep going when the going gets hard. So that's the first piece of it. The next piece of it, what you need to have is you need to have something that you are going to offer. You need to decide, Hey, what is it? Where do I have skills? Where do I have talents? And how can I turn that into a service that I can offer? Of course, there are those like tried and true services, social media manager, Pinterest manager, podcast manager, website designer, virtual assistant. There's so many different directions that you can go. You can kind of be that jack of all trades that just takes miscellaneous tasks off business owner's plates, answers emails, calendar management, scheduling, admin type work. You know, you name it. There's there's so many different directions that you can go with this, but you need to sit down and really think, where do my skills lie? What experience do I have? How can I take experience that I have and translate that into something that could serve a business owner? Think of all the things that business owners have to do, all the tasks that need to be accomplished. And think of how you can take the skills that you have. Are you organized? Are you creative? Are you logical? Are you detail oriented? Are you creative? Like all these different skills and almost these like innate uh, character traits or these innate personality traits, and how can I turn that into a service? Now, if you don't know, if you're truly drawing a blank, I'm going to give you two tips that you can do. The first one is ask people around you. Ask other people, what am I good at? What what would you come to me for? Or even thinking about that, like what do people come to you for? Maybe you are the, the party planner. Maybe you are the person that everybody goes to to like organize their whole entire house. Maybe you are known as like the go-to mom. You're the soccer mom. You always have things together. You always have snacks for the kids, right? Um, think about what people come to you for or even ask friends. What, am, what do you feel like are my best qualities, my best skills? And if you still are stuck after that, I'm going to encourage you to take our brand new quiz that I have for you, where you can answer 10 questions, super fun questions, um, very similar to those like Cosmo quizzes that you would do in magazines when you were a teenager, right? Um, and answer these questions. And then we are going to formulate from those questions that you answered, what would be your, your main character trait or your main skill that you exhibit and what that could translate to. And, and sometimes that can be a starting point. That could be a jump be off point. Sometimes that's the hardest for people It's like, what would I even offer? Right? So take the quiz, aubreymalek.com forward slash quiz, take that quiz to help you figure it out. That will be the first thing, like right off the bat. I know exactly what I'm going to offer. I know what I'm going to do. And then take some time and do some research. So say it's Pinterest management. Like what are Pinterest managers doing? Um, what do they offer? What do their packages look like? Um, what kind of clients do they look like? Spend some time in the research page, do some research, um, see what other people are doing because it's been done before. And that doesn't mean like it's all been done before. I can't do it. It's been done before. And that means that there's proof, there's evidence that this has worked for somebody else. So that means it can also work for me. So spend some time thinking about, you know, what would you do? Watch some YouTube videos, do some um, Google searches, read blog posts, do some sleuthing on Instagram, right? There are plenty of resources out there for you to start to get an idea of like, okay, if this is the skill, if this is the service that I want to offer, here are some things that I, you know, could learn how to do, or I could learn to offer to my clients or I could start offering or I could practice doing those things. So that is one of the things that you need to have if you're going to DIY this. And right in line with that is figuring out, okay, what am I going to charge for this? I always say that you don't want to go too crazy, too fast, right? Um you don't want to set their if you if you do your research and you see some people you don't necessarily want to set your prices right at what somebody else is doing because maybe they've been doing it for a couple years. They have some experience. They have case studies under their belt. So you definitely don't want to like put set your bar too high, but you also don't want to undercharge, right? Because then you end up doing work and you realize like oh my gosh this is way much way more work than I thought that was going to be and I'm completely undervaluing and when I actually d- divide the amount of hours it's taking me to do this I'm charging way too low of an hourly rate um, I would say if you need a good starting ground $25 an hour is a good place to start you can always work up from there and that's what I did from the beginning I started at an hourly rate that I felt comfortable I knew I had skills I had never done virtual assistant work before but I had done enough where I knew how to figure out how to just take time back for clients how to get things done for them that were that weren't getting done on their to-do list and then as I gained more experience and more clients I was able to increase that that rate so what you're going to offer to clients, figuring out those skills and then what you wanna charge for that. The next thing you wanna think about is who do I want to work with? This doesn't have to be super, super specific from the very beginning. Sometimes it's hard. If you've never done online work before, it might be hard to know like, okay, like I wanna work with Mary and she's a stay-at-home mom, but she has a bow business and she sells on Etsy Etsy, and she also has a boutique located in Durham, North Carolina, right? Like you, you don't have to go that far, right? But you want to at least get an idea of Who would i enjoy working with what types of businesses um, or you know categories of business interest me and am i really into health and fitness do i prioritize working out well then maybe working with a business owner who has a similar style business would make sense i would enjoy doing that work i'd enjoy working with that client i also would know how to talk to that client because they have similar passions as me. So starting to think and starting to narrow that down, right? And it, again, doesn't have to be super specific, but knowing who you want to work with can really help you to start to figure out where I should be connecting with those people. If I know that I want to connect with real estate agents, I need to think about, okay, where are real estate agents hanging out? How can I connect with them? How can I find more of the real estate agents to be able to serve them, to be able to talk about what I offer? So that's the next piece of it, right? So we're starting from the beginning that open mindset, that problem solver hat, that willingness to work hard. That's kind of the, we're laying the groundwork for this. We wanna figure out the service, uh, the price that we're going to be charging, at least an idea and even just an hourly rate, and then who we wanna work with. So those are the pieces that we're starting to put together. The next thing that you need is you need a way for those potential clients to be able to connect with you. I am not a a proponent or a believer that you have to have a website right off the start. I did not. I was able to book multiple clients with no website at all. The only thing that I had was a PDF that told that business owner who I was, what I did, what I offered, the price, and then how they can connect with me. And so you can create that in Canva. It's super easy to create a portfolio. It's similar to a resume, but it's less about your previous job experience and more about what you can offer to the client. Again, talking about that service, that pricing, and then how can they get on a call with you? I don't recommend giving out your cell phone number, right? Your cell phone is, you're on that all the time, right? Like that's, you're you're using it for so many other things. You can use email, and then I also recommend using some type of software program that can schedule calls for you, right? So there are great programs out there like Calendly and Acuity that can help you do those things, but this is a huge, huge piece of it. You want to make it super easy. If somebody were to learn about you, it's like having that business card, right? How can I get in touch with you tomorrow, right? How can I learn more about you? So give them your email and then give them a link to be able to book that call with you. And that is where you go in. You already set up your calendar. You set up your availability when you can take calls. This is really great, especially if you are working a full-time job still and you only have availability during certain hours like maybe it's only in the evening don't stress about that right like you there are clients who are willing to make things work I even took calls on weekends in the morning like clients will make things where clients understand like sometimes clients have to take evening calls too so don't let that hold you back but that's something you definitely want to make sure that you have is like that, that point of contact that point f- for clients to be able to get a hold of you to be able to book a call with you to be able to learn more about what you do to kind of it's like that it's that first meeting right you want to be able to have that and make it super easy. Don't make it so that clients have to send you an email and say, hey, I would love to chat with you. What availability do you have? And then you send back, great, Monday at three or Wednesday at five. No, sorry, those don't work for me, right? Like let's let's take all of that out of it. We wanna make it super, super easy for the client. And the last thing that I would suggest that you have, of course, there's a lot of other things, but I'm trying to give you like the bare minimum DIY, here's what you can do to get your business off the ground, is to have some way to be able to send contracts and Invoices to clients. These are going to be things that you're going to need to make sure that your business is running smoothly, to collect payments, to have an agreement between you and the client. So, having some type of program, there are plenty of really great free options out there. There are things like HelloSign. I actually think now it's called DocuSign. Um, There are, you can use Adobe to send contracts back and forth, Um, but definitely having something that makes an electronic signature easy. I have been sent contracts before where I've had to print them out, sign them, and then scan them back in. That is not the type of experience that a client wants to have. Make it super simple. So looking to see like what I can use to send um, contracts easily, have them signed electronically. A couple paid programs that I like that are um, fairly inexpensive, but they're um, they're definitely an expense. So something to weigh out is either Dubsado or HoneyBook. Those are two really great all-in-one programs for contracts, invoices, proposals, scheduling. Like they can do a lot of really great things. Um, but then looking into invoicing as well. So one of the ones that I love for invoicing is WAVE. I would definitely stay clear of Venmo, um, anything that makes it super hard to track. Again, something super easy. And then you're you wanting to make sure that you're tracking your income, your expenses, having that so that you can take time for tax time when that comes into play. So that is your quick and dirty DIY, start your virtual stint business, figuring out your service, your pricing, your ideal client, a way for clients to get a hold of you and to view what you have to offer. And then lastly, contracts and invoices. Those are the key major things. Now, of course, there are other things that I can throw in here that would be helpful for you to have. I wanted to keep it very minimal, things that you can take right now. I hope you have a page full of notes of things that you have homework to do to think about. And then again, remember, there are tons of free resources out there. There are tons of YouTube videos and blog posts. And I have a whole podcast and I have a blog. Things that can help you along the way as you are starting this journey. Don't let the finance piece hold you back from getting started. Don't let it feel like I can't afford Aubrey's program or I can't afford these things that would help me, that would save me time. You can use your tools in your tool belt. You can use the resources that are available to you to get this started. And I've given you your quick little things to jumpstart this for you. So take the time, put in the work, and I cannot wait to see your business take off and get it off the ground. There are plenty of things in life that I have DIY'd and there are lots of lessons learned in that process. It might take you a little bit longer, but sometimes it's almost more rewarding when you're like, hey, I've done this, I've accomplished this, I've figured this out and I can do this. So I hope that you feel that rewarding piece as you start and learn along the way of DIYing your virtual assistant business. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. As always, we appreciate a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast letting us know what you think and why you keep coming back. And until next time, I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights.